which is quite a hard madriga to discuss because what is he? He doesn't do any chatoim. So he's playing away through the chapter 12, you'd base. Let's go through it again to try to put together the pieces of what a Beinoni is. Beinoni, who shall olam, and a ragluiver called kach lichboish, is that yakatan. Beinoni is a person that the Ra never succeeds in conquering him, in conquering the Erekatana. The way the Balatanya puts the struggles of life across is like two kings warring over the control of a single city. The single city that the kings war over, the Erekatana, this small city, is the, the field of man's actions, the goof. And the goof is constantly experiencing the struggles of the two fierce opponents, one against the other, in trying to take control. On the one hand, you've got the Nefeshalokis. The Nefeshalokis seeks to elevate every thought, word, and action to a mechanism of connecting to Rebbein Shalala. So that there's not a single moment where a person loses that contact. And the Nefesh Abahamis doesn't explicitly desire to descend the pits of Tumah. The Nefesh Abahamis is happy to seduce the person into living in this world for its own sake. To set up a normal home, family, get a good job, and live life for the sake of life itself. But nothing transcendent and nothing beyond. Doesn't want you to be a thief or anything like that. The Nevisha Bahamis, the, the says he's not he's not doesn't push a person towards Tumah. He says that's me shade, me shade him That's not a kirk inside the Jew. By his very nature, by his which is a massive chidush. The chidush of Jewish life is not shall we do our various or not, it's shall we live a, li- a life of the mundane or a life of the transcendent. Now obviously, if we try to measure the quality of life, the more you can contain in a single moment of life, in terms of its quality, in terms of the experience, in terms of the value, the more alive you are. And ultimately, when a person lives in the world of the physical, the moment dies as it does in time. Whereas a person that lives in the world of the mitzvahs, so no moment will ever die. In other words, the notion of Tchiyas Amesim, the revival of the dead, is not an understanding that one day, after many, many years, graves will be opened and people rise up and old skeletons will become fully fleshed and clothed. But rather, the revival of the dead is a portrait of a person's life in the present. If you are living in a world where your moments don't die with you, so then your existence is essentially an eternal one. 
However, if you live in a world where your moments die as they pass in time, so then you're not connected to Tchias Amesim. Because it, theoretically speaking, if a person would live with all his moments, which would only be living for that moment, so then after he dies, he dies. I want to try bring a few examples of what this means. Um, a person goes to the post office to send a letter. He needs to send a letter through registered mail. And in doing so, he has to stand in a long queue. He has to wait in line. Now, if at that point in time his focus is, I'm here to post a letter in order that I should send off uh, a registered letter to some official government office to re-register my address, for example. So that that's something which which is very much encapsulated by time and space, that he's doing a very perfunctory task and um, standing in a line and each moment that passes <coughs> is essentially essentially is, is a dead moment, the moment it passes. However, a person can stand in line and say, okay, I realize that every moment of my life is transcendent. So he can do a variety of different things. On the one hand, even though he's standing in a line, he could use his mind to delve into into the mysteries of the creation of Torah. And the fact that he's doing so in the context of post office, so he's also overcoming an emotional challenge whereby there are many distractions that he has to not concern himself with and rise above it. The minute he would apply himself to doing that, so then that moment of standing in a line has just acted as a springboard for a connection to something which isn't limited within that line and in that space and in that time because the thoughts he's thinking are eternal and the overcoming of self is the very um, triumph of the spirit over the body which is essentially the triumph of things which don't exist within time and space over time and space so therefore that moment now becomes a moment which belongs to eternity it transcends him and his actions to a different plane into a different reality and that's called Tchiasamesim. Alternatively, he could use this experience to work against his frustration at the line and overcome his anger with patience. He could use it to look around the room and see who he could help out. All those things are not for the function that is there, but they transcend the function and they use that experience only as a mechanism of springing him to a different level. When a person approaches that life, that, that life that way, so every moment of life has a dimension beyond the moment of the experience in its basic presentation. And that's called Chiasamesim, and that's what the Jews called on to live up to. Living in the moment becomes the ultimate antithesis of a Jew's being. That's really what he says, which is, which is again, it's, it's, it's extremely how do you prolong, how inspiring. Do you say, how do you say that the moment? How do you prolong it? You, you connect it to something, sorry, you connect it to something which is beyond that. You connect it to something which, is, which, which isn't limited by that. In other words, like this. In, in, in life, there's cause and effect. And the cause and effect fi- function on a variety of different levels. So, for example, I can be, I can come to you, and I can be, it's I'm a beggar. Oh, that's a bad example. It's a bad example. You not because I'm not a beggar, but no, no, not because I'm not a beggar, but just because it doesn't serve the <laughs> serve the illustrator's case. I mean, fortunately, times are tough. Okay. But let's 
someone comes, uh, knocks at your door to sell you a new water filter. Yeah? So now, living in the moment means the, tri- the, the, the cause and effect of that moment is salesman who wants to sell you a product. And the nature of the discussion will revolve around the fact is do you do or do not need a water filter? And he'll convince you that you do. And even if you've got another one, this one's way, way better and therefore you need it. And your response will be based on the fact is a legitimate need or not. That's on one level. Now, if the, if the discussion only exists on that level, so then essentially the minute he, if he says goodbye and you say goodbye, so, so that moment has no continuation because it's finished. Why should it perpetuate? Say you decide that you don't need a water filter and he decides that he can't sell you one, so show him Yisrael, you're gone. However, if you approach that, 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 that interaction from a, a nitzkes point of view, an eternal point of view, so someone's come to your door, he's a, he's a Jew. So now he's a Jew looking for Parnassah. So now the interaction becomes a very different interaction. It's not only, it also is, but it's not only do I need a water filter or not. It also means there's a person who's standing opposite me who's looking for a way of generating income. So it could be, say, listen, the truth is, I don't need a water filter, but would you like a drink? I've got some great water, because I've already got great water filter. Would you like a drink? In other words, you see that he's, he's engaged in trying to pursue someone else, and maybe he's thirsty. Um, you think to him, no, but you know what? My dancer's neighbor's looking for a water filter. Why don't you go to him? That's one way of doing it. In other words, the, the, whole, the whole interaction isn't, isn't for the here and now, it's for something which is beyond that. The physical, the physical interaction is just a catapult to propel you into a different kind of experience. Now, the minute you even think about, wow, this guy's looking for a what can I think about? That thought itself removes you from the mundane of the discussion. You're following me? Now, it could function on, on a more sophisticated level. There's no, and this, this becomes a bit tricky and you have to know, you have to, you have to be on the Madrega to do this. But on a more sophisticated level, you can engage in every sp- experience from a metaphorical perspective. Everything becomes a marshal. So when the person knocks on your door, so there's the, the posh-up shot, which is, is asking to, can he sell you a water filter? But you can use everything in life as a message and a, and a, message and a mechanism of, of, so when he says to you, would you like to buy a water filter? So you can interpret that as a, as, as a, a mechanism of um, self-discovery. How so? Of course, again, I'm not denying that he's coming to sell you a water filter. Now, don't say he's Elian Novi and nothing. No, no, he's not anyway. There is that. There is a devil. But you can, you can discover other dimensions. And you have to be careful of this because you can easily go with sugar with this. So please don't go with sugar. Remember Israel's laws. The 614th and 15th commandments. Negative and positive. Isra don't be stupid. Mitzvah's asset, be normal. You have to be careful with the be normal though. It doesn't mean be normal according to what you think normal is. Be normal according to what the Torah says is normal. Normal means that you don't act out of line with your deep kuchas and nefesh. But that's a separate and different discussion. So now what happens is, vada and vada, there's, there's a simple, simple pashtas transaction going on over here. But you could, you could learn as follows. A person who's totally introspective and has the capacity to move forward in life because he's got a flexible self, can use as if someone comes and asks them water filter, so then I can think metaphorically. Okay, what is a water filter? Water filter is that water is a substance which generally has value, but it's got impurities in it. And the goal of the filter is to strain out the impurities to produce something which is pure and therefore it doesn't have harmful things contained within it. So you could learn that the person coming to offer me a water filter, one second, one second, one second. We're not in my Torah. The Torah is water. 
And the truth is that there's, there's a notion of a person becoming ego invested in his Torah that he's teaching. So that it's not a pure, refined Torah that comes out of him, but it be, it's be distorted because he's got all his gunk of his, his dirty nefesh get caught up in this water and makes it impure. So when this person comes to me water filter, it's a, it's a call for a cheshman nefesh. Am I saying over my Dibur Torah correctly or not? That's why it's coming to say the water. You can again. You have to be very careful because you can go with sugar with this. Then you're going to read into everything. Why is my chip facing? Why is my knife facing this way? Is it telling me I'm in danger of being killed? You know, or like I'm that, saying, how do you know? You have to be on that level to know what's what. Hence know. the introductory statement. You have to know. Yeah. Hence all those cautions. Stupid. Hence don't be stupid. Yeah. Hence be normal. Hence, 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 hence. But there's also that dimension. The Baal Shem Tov says that there's the Baal Shem Tov says, and you have to know how to use this. The Baal Shem Tov says, every single thing that happens to you in your life is a mirror of yourself. Nothing can happen to you which is not some way reflecting something inside of you. Again, if you're not in the level, it becomes absurd. What, just because someone drinks sloppily in front of me, does that mean I'm a sloppy drinker? Or perhaps it means that the person is gulping down water, a mimilitar, I just put that, gulping down to thirstily. And I'm judging unfavorably. Could be. It could. There are many to understand. Becomes. But what I'm trying to point out is as, is as follows: that there's different ways of living life, and what the Tanya said is life can be flat, or life can be extremely rich. The Jewish life, the basic component of our life, is richness, wealth, dimensions beyond just this. The worst thing you can say to a person is, "How's life going? Everything is fine." The worst thing you can say to a person is, you are what you are. That's why the letters of Adam are the letters of Nod. Because we are absolutely everything which is not who we are. We are beyond. And the worst thing you can say to a person is, you are limited by your parameters. Khalida! What do you say, Isha? Um, the, 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 the investigation of what you see as a reflection of yourself, um, I think it makes sense to not take the simple things. Can you say that the larger the event is that occurs to you, the more easily, the more easily you will be able to. So definitely. Uh, the level you have to be. Yeah. In other words, in other words, definitely when we, if you and I were trying to apply this <coughs> idea of the Baal Shem to ourselves, uh, we probably wouldn't apply it by saying, "Oh, look at the way the air conditioner is turning; it's saying something to me." Right. But rather, if something something noticeable occurs in your life. Then you start to think, well, what is that coming to teach me? That's that's but that's that's a normal way of approaching it. When so something, something as simple like it's burning your toast, do you think that's? So again, the, the, let's put it this way: the more out of the ordinary the event is, the more it should cause you to contemplate at our level. As the person ascends in his majorikas <coughs> so then he can he can he can be more perspective. You know, he can be more aware of what occurs to him and use it as a mechanism for revealing different layers of himself. But it's a fascinating thing. It means that people say, how do I know what's going on inside? Bashem <laughs> is quite simple. Look outside. And I'll Look. tell you everything that's going on inside. There was that story of that father used to come visit his son in Yeshiva and if he walked into his bedroom and his shoes were like neat next to his bed. Of Desla. Yeah, yeah. Of father. Yeah. yeah. If his shoes were in pairs, then he would leave and go back. But if his shoes were lying in a mess and his clothes were in a mess, then he would like speak to him and say, what's going on? <coughs> and you do feel like a mess. Like I don't know if when you were young, your bedroom, like if my bedroom at home was like in a mess, 
Pardon? Yeah. I used to have, like, it used to... Knock you off emotionally. You used Very to good. clean up your bedroom. Okay, so you're saying you, you see from from your the state of your room that even the physical events around you affect you emotionally, which is a related but not totally relevant point. Elliot. So the example of, of the water filter. Yes, back to the water or filter. To, to look at it on the, on the you know, slightly more mundane or whatever you call it, of, of thinking, oh, this is a Jew trying to learn Tanasa and yes. him this way, that way. Yes. To manifest that into a way that's like a, a not just man, mundane, you said it's enough just to have a thought. Is what right? Is it just a thought, or are you trying to turn that into a mitzvah? What is, what exactly are you trying to do to make the that? The fact that you're approaching you, you, the way you're approaching this interaction, mm-hmm. isn't based on the basic components of what the contra- con- the transaction or the in- discussion it revolves around. Let, let, let's take the transaction. The transaction on the on the, on the base <coughs> physical level is. A approaches B, A wants m- money, B, A wants to sell a service, B wants to buy it or not. That's it. That's called Olam Hazeh. Olam Haba is, there's, not, there's something else to it. There's a person that's, that's trying to, who needs assistance, and can I offer the assistance <coughs> or not? The minute I process the event in, those way, in that way, Regardless of what my response is, it's a different event that's occurring. It doesn't mean that if you then say no to the water filter, you, you then absolutely not. The spiritual absolutely way. not. Just because I understand that this, the way I see this is, this is the person who's seeking Parnassa, then a new question arises. Am I the one that can supply it to him? So if the answer is yes, it's yes. If it's not, it's not. But it's still a different transaction. You following me, Yosha? So, so that's really what the Bible Tanya does. He he tells us that why settle? Why settle with 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 a with a bland life? Why not? Why not? You know, people say, but you got to live life to its fullest. No, hundred percent. Often, hey. You have to live life as fullest, but again, people often mean that <coughs> is you have to indul- indulge in the physical world, and we have to realize that that the, 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 to try to find the, the irony of this world is that the more triumphant the physical world is over the spiritual, the more it appears as if the real way to live is in the physical world, and the less appealing the spiritual world becomes. But it's, it's a trick. It's like an optical illusion. It's an optical illusion because an optical illusion, a mirage, is something which looks more real than real until you get there and it dissolves. And the unfortunately, for unfortunate reality of the physical world, all the pleasures and temptations it offers, when you actually get there, they dissolve. Now, this, this has become a... a it's almost rampant now. Even you, you, if you if you see the decline, decline into the world of hedonistic indulgence, in the world at <coughs> large, um, you start to understand how cautious one has to be in the preservation of the spirit, because it can be blotted out so quickly in today's in the in the. Um, in the mood of the times.
you if you trace let's say the the spread of indulgence in um, food no <laughs> not food trans women in the indulgence of women in other words because because now with the increased technology and now there's no there's no even you know you don't need time to download anything so that means every person in the relatively marginally first world country has access to some kind of internet connection on his phone generally which means he simultaneously has access, access to an unlimited, practically unlimited variety of sites which are completely inappropriate and he has them at his access. So now in terms of, I don't know what the sociological implications are, but what it means is that the average person who's not bound by any code of conduct is very likely to indulge in that and that's what most people do. So they're developing a relationship with sexuality which is which is which is totally fantastical. It's so not real that it's tucker not real. It's happening it's a, you're having physical experiences which are happening in your head. They're happening you're connecting to a person that that doesn't exist and you don't know who you are. And you're developing that sexuality and that's becoming your prototype of how a relationship with a woman works. And then the kind of social implications are that women have to respond to that. So now they're competing with fantasy competitors. Now that's going to influence their behavior. Because now they have to be not as attractive as the people around them, but also as, as attractive as the people on your phone. And not only as attractive as the people on your phone, but as willing as the people on your phone, if they're going to get a st stand a chance of gaining your attention. So the consequential ripple effect of this sinking moral level is going to restructure the entire fabric of society, which means the restructuring of family life, of fidelity, of long-term relationships. I'll give an example. Um, I'm working on something to discuss with the current group We're here from America. And one of the areas we're discussing is how does a person approach jelly long-lasting love? Is there such a thing as long-lasting love? Is there such a thing as a soulmate? Can you have a long-term relationship? Which is a discussion. Most, let's say, 50% of American marriages end in divorce. So, well, according to what the research I did, it was 50%, between 40 and 50% of all marriages. Cool. Yeah. So let's say, let's say, it's still that's a pretty high percentage, right? That means that one in two people is going to end up divorced. So, so that means it's under threat. So is there such a thing as long odds? So one of the ways as trying to demonstrate Chazal's approach to to how does a person deal with sexuality and this area of life, there's a Gemara which says that a person who who eats bread without washing his hands is, is 
gone to a prostitute. It's a strange Gemara, the, the analogy is very bizarre. But anyway, that's what it uses. In other words, in, in, inferring it's a negative thing. So I was preparing this, this kind of this interactive session to, I was doing with one of the, uh, with Yossi, one of the Madrichim. And he said, no, one thing wrong. He says, you have to make sure that you explain to them why it's negative to go to a prostitute. That's not a given. That's not a given. This is like that. I said, okay, that's great. Well, let me do that then. What, do you mean because I eat bread without washing, I might as well go to a prostitute? No, what do you mean I might as well? There's no, there's no, there's no inclination of it's wrong. Oh, that it's... Okay. Oh, okay, so good. So that's obviously the way you go. So you first have to say, no, no, this is not ideal, and then you can go on. So like, what, what I intend to do is, first of all, try to defend the fact that, you know what, there is value to having a long-lasting relationship. That marriage may be something which is worthwhile considering. Then, if, you, if then you can, they can buy into that, then you can start moving forward. But that's not a given. So we have to, we have to explore this more, but that's because... Of, of sexual promiscuity is is something which which is one of the most um, yeah uh, yeah uh, in terms of our spiritual endeavor.